0: Hello and welcome to Richmond Kickers Weekly. My name is Daryl Grove and I'm joined by a man who I don't think will be supporting a team in the USL League One Playoffs. His name is Taylor Rockwell.
1: I mean, I'll be supporting Ford Madison because I enjoyed <laughs> meeting their fans and uh, enjoyed watching them play. Uh, I take your point, though, that I will probably not be supporting the Richmond Kickers in the playoffs yep. since it seems very unlikely, yeah. if not mathematically impossible, that they will be in the playoffs.
0: So mathematically...
1: Mm-hmm. Mathematically. It's
0: still, re- it's still possible, numerically, yeah. but it's just so unlikely, right? Yes. It's so unlikely four games left that the Kickers will overtake, what, four other teams well, to make the top four.
1: It's unlikely because that requires everybody else to lose games and drop points but yeah. it's also still looking also at it,
0: operation <laughs> Have yeah, <no> more. Yes. <laughs> we need a bunch of teams to fold
1: really really fast <laughs> yeah but it's, it's also unlikely because it still is incumbent upon the kickers to pick up four wins in a row which yeah. is not a thing i think they're capable of doing
0: it's not what it's not what has happened recently no yeah so we are here to review mm-hmm. uh the Richmond kickers zero for madison mm-hmm. one this was this past saturday's game at City Stadium, what minute did Madison score? Because it was early.
1: Uh, if it was either the fifth or very early into the sixth. It was the sixth. There we go. According to you, for sure. I think they get board. the ball back in the fifth. They score in the sixth.
0: Oh, so I think the best thing we can do is maybe just break down this goal because sure. it was the the main bit of action in this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that works for me.
0: All right. And I think as you said to me because you saw this before. Did you were there at the game? Right, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. Um, it starts with a kickers counter attack. It ends with a forward Madison goal.
1: It does. Can I, can I pause there to go back a little bit to say that uh, we had David Bulow on last week, Richmond Kickers head coach. One of the things I, I wanted to ask him about, but we sort of ran out of time, was about the kickers having problems early. Yes. And I have been aware of that because I tend to get there right around kickoff, the first thing you do when you walk into City Stadium, if you're me, is you go to the beer tent and you get your beer tickets. Then you go to the beer truck where you get your <laughs> like beer. A, like a proper general Obviously. Uh, then you go and watch the game. And multiple times this season I have followed that order and walked up, and it has been 1-0 against the kickers. This was pretty much the case again. I walked up. Uh, I was with Pablo Mar and Adam Snavely and my wife, and I was sort of like, wait, hold on. It's 1-0? Like, what, what has happened here? Uh, because once again, the kickers concede early. And yes, it's a counter-counter attack that does it.
0: Oh, OK. So it's a cross comes in mm-hmm. from Madison. It's sort of headed away. And yes. There's a challenge at the top of the box. Mm-hmm. Gallardo plays a very, very nice ball to yep. Matt Bolduc. And the break is on, right? Mm-hmm. Bolduc carries it forward. It's one of the reasons we like seeing him play in that weird sort yep. of left of central midfield role is he will just put the burners on and off he goes. And he, yeah, he makes some acceleration, makes some progress down the field. Plays, I believe, an outside of the foot pass. Yep. Into the feet of Dennis Chin, and I'm going to say Dennis Chin should have received this ball. Yes, nothing wrong with the pass from Baldue. He's calling for the ball where it's played. Chin is calling for the ball where it's played, and I think Chin forgets maybe that the opposition team are also trying to get the ball.
1: That could be. That's a generous way to put it. So he really stands
0: as if no one's going to challenge <laughs> yeah. him, and the ball's just going to come into him. Yeah. But forward defender Connor Tobin mm-hmm. is he's stepping hard.
1: Yeah, and, and and I think this this any number of sequences in this play could be kind of representative of the season but here's another one where it's the kickers have the opportunity to break Ford have committed numbers forward so now the kickers are going the opposite way on a fast break uh, Bolduc has that ball and like really could have caused problems plays it into the chin and you can just see the kind of static nature of the kickers attack that chin is kind of standing there flat footed waiting for the ball to get to him which if you want to be really critical on Dennis Chin you could say is like laziness he's not really sharp and ready to go but you could also look around him and note that there are not many kickers players around Dennis Chin and he may also also be thinking well, okay well i've got to hold this ball up and wait for other people I to think come he's,
0: he's going for strength right yeah. i think he's going for like i'm going to command the space mm-hmm. not let anyone get around me and the ball's going to come into my feet but tobin was just either faster or stronger and managed to get the other side of him mm-hmm. get to the ball first
1: yes and 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 so like all of that is not very good from Dennis Shin. But I guess the point that I wanted to drive home was just the idea that like the Richmond kickers, like they're breaking. There's an opportunity on. Commit numbers forward. And this was yeah. a routine thing for them that they did not commit numbers forward. They certainly did not commit numbers into the box. And here, when this turnover happens, I mean, Matt Bolduc has carried the ball 60 yards at this point. The kicker's defense has moved up maybe 15 yards from where they were. He
0: did not move up as a unit at all, did no. they? So, and so as a result, when forward counter attack mm-hmm. kickers are kind of deep and all mixed up and there's not really a good shape and
1: Mm. yeah yeah and so i mean they're stretched they're wide open and this happens like jumping ahead to later in the game like there were moments when the kickers did have like like dennis chin drops in the back line has stepped up a little bit and there may be 30 yards between the center backs and dennis chin the forward and yet they're still stretched out because they've got bodies all the way on the touchline the back three have spread and again it was a routine thing that when the kickers would turn the ball over they hadn't stepped enough they're a little bit too stretched they're a little bit too wide open and to your point here they get punished for it
0: So let's talk about what happens after Conor Tobin uh, steps and wins. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of really nice moments from forward um, from this point onward.
1: Mm -hmm. I know. I've already done done the (laughs) forward-forward. I I avoided it. (laughs) Thank you for that.
0: (laughs) So the ball eventually gets worked out to the Mm -hmm. left-back, Christian Diaz, I believe his name is. Mm -hmm. And he plays one of the best passes I've seen in a long time
1: yes he does I keep, I keep like pausing these conversations I apologize but it's also worth noting that Christian Diaz is one who is committed forward for yeah. uh, the forward throw see forward forward, forward. Um, he How about sprints... we go committed
0: forward for Madison
1: there we go yeah. alright I think I just know that there's, they prefer to be called forward yeah so but that's
0: right. fine
1: Madison it is uh, but he has he tracked all the way back on that Bolduc counterattack, and yeah. then Diaz then gets forward and gets involved in the attack you kind of contrast the kickers being slow to get forward slow to commit numbers, versus Madison having a left back who is forward, then gets all the way back, then gets a forward again, yeah, yeah. like again, the contrasting styles. But yeah, Diaz gets that ball. And I think the kickers sort of seem to adopt an approach of, ah, their left back has the ball on the, t- the touchline. He's about 40 yards from goal. We got this. And they do not got this. They do
0: not got this. Mm-hmm. Because behind, I believe, Braden Troyer yes. is Nunez, mm-hmm. uh, number 70. Yes and Christian Diaz manages to thread a pass that takes out four kickers players. If we did the German packing stat, Mm -hmm. it would be plus four. Yep, takes out four players to find the feet of Nunez, sort of at the uh, diagonal top of the box, really dangerous position for an attacker to have the ball. Mm -hmm.
1: It certainly is. And Nunez, to his credit, has sort of drifted interior, has gotten behind Braden Troyer, has done the very smart thing of got into good position, but then also not drawn attention to himself. I think... It is, a, it is a very good pass, and I think for the kickers, maybe they think, oh, that's not on. There's no way that ball is coming. And then when it gets there, now all the, like two different waves of defenders for the kickers have been taken out of the play yeah. with one pass. So it's a great pass, and it's great awareness from Nunez as well.
0: But there's still one more kicker's mistake mm-hmm. to come. Yes. Because the eventual goal scorer, Danny Tenorio, he gets on the end of a Nunez cross, I guess you could yes. call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he sneaks behind Ivan Magalhas.
1: Yeah. Is that about that? No, it, it is. It's just more so that, like, Sneaks implies he was, like, subtle and crafty, and it's more of just, like, I think he recognizes that Megales is watching the ball and just sort of drifts away from him. Like, yeah. it's it's a little bit more like, okay, I guess I'll just walk over here now and you won't pay attention to me.
0: Magalles knows he's marking Tenorio, mm-hmm. right? He has him. Yeah. But he's also watching the ball, like, yep. worried about what's coming in. So I guess, like, it's just then is smart enough to use the blind side mm-hmm. to know that, okay, he's not looking over here. I'm going to run over here.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and he does. And then and it's telling that even like with that being the case Tenorio kind of miscontrols the ball and has to take another like couple touches to get himself into a position to shoot from six yards out he ends up just passing it past Akira Fitzgerald the goalkeeper but that shows you how much time he had and how far out of position Magalles was that he even like turns and realizes this and tries to make a play he he extends the leg maybe like kind of hyperextends that knee a little bit but like he's so far away from it that he at a full stretch still can't get near the ball and still doesn't even like have the ability to close down and make a defensive play despite the miscontrol and oh. instead it's in the back of the net
0: I guess credit to Nunez for mm-hmm. uh, curving such a like a a, yeah. An ungettable two ball.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and from there, like, so Daryl, you were not there. Uh, I was in attendance, but you saw, like, representative moments as we kind of skipped through this game so you could get an idea of what was happening. On ESPN Plus, yeah. And, like, I, I will not say exactly what you said, but the Kickers kind of style at certain points in this game was not particularly energetic. It was not particularly slow, motivated, yeah. in my opinion. It felt almost like they were the home team with a 1 0 lead and they were kind of content to see it out. And Madison, for their part, were sitting off thinking, like, do you guys. Want to attack? Or, you, like, like, there were just these long sequences of the kickers getting the ball around midfield, working back to Akira Fitzgerald, or, like, forced back to Akira Fitzgerald. He plays a ball wide. There's a little bit more possession, and it goes back to Akira Fitzgerald. That happened on a number of occasions, but in the clip we watched, like, right before we started recording, it was like three in a row of going back to him, and it just. It didn't seem like there was as much... It was possession soccer at 1-0 down. Exactly. But like defensive possession soccer, like strangely, and that's where I say again... We're
0: holding on to this 1-0 deficit. Yes.
1: (laughs) We're going to do it, guys. (laughs) We're going to keep that goal difference tight. Um, Because even when the kickers would get into good attacking positions, or decent attacking positions, it still seemed like there was not a lot of uh, fluidity to the attack, and in the end it would be kind of balls into the box, like hopeful balls into the box or to the top of the box, that maybe you get a Dennis Chin shot that's contested from a little bit of distance or a shot from farther out that the keeper spills, but then has time to get on the end of and cover because you're shooting from distance with nobody crashing the box. You just did not see the urgency from the kickers that you absolutely saw from the Madison players.
0: It's that lack of urgency that is going to mean no playoffs. Correct. So I have the actual standings in front of me. Mm -hmm. Kickers are ninth Mm -hmm. out of 10 teams, Mm -hmm. right? They have now played the same amount of games as more or less everybody. So Mm -hmm. like Toronto FC2 are ahead of the kickers in eighth place by a point, yeah, right? And then uh, FC Tucson, Chattanooga, South Georgia, all those teams are ahead of the kickers before you even get to the playoff line. So even though it is mathematically possible with, what, 28 points um, and then 36 points currently is what Madison are on in Mm -hmm. the final playoff spot and uh, four games to go, so 12 points to be made up, Mm -hmm. it's not realistic to jump all those other teams.
1: No, it's absolutely not. And, like, instead of kind of discussing theoretical playoff possibilities that aren't going to come into reality... Like I guess I want to ask you cuz this is a thing that I think we've kind of or I've been playing around with in my head and haven't really articulated but feel comfortable saying now like I am very surprised by the way things are. And I know that's yeah. like like that's not that bold of a statement to say like I'm surprised that we're 9 out of 10, but for the kickers to go down a level at the end of last season, I I think I fully had the expectation that they would be near the top of the table if not challenging for like the regular season title for winning the shield or something like that but I don't know and I guess I'm going to ask you if that was maybe just me being like like idealistic and like, oh, you know, they're dropping down, they're still going to have the talent, they have got the structure, all these kind of teams are coming up or don't exist, so they should be able to do it. And I'm wondering, like, was that an unfair perspective?
0: Yeah, well, I think actually the thing in hindsight is they dropped down a division, Mm -hmm. but then most of the players left.
1: True. Right? So Mm -hmm. only
0: so many players that were USL champions, I mean, we struggled in the championship, right? But Mm -hmm. only so many players that were in the USL championship, uh, like essentially what, uh, Shinovsky, Troya. Bolduka was with us at some point. Um, only so many of those guys came back. Right. Right. So it's not as if we have a former championship team in League One. The team dropped down and then was rebuilt for League One.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. You know and, that and that makes sense. But also, I, I didn't think a lot of the players from last season deserved to be back, or Fair were enough, good enough yeah. to be back. And like I, it's I sort of like
0: Giallo's an upgrade on players sir, we
1: had last season. Absolutely, yeah. and like there's been much more of a a fan focus, and and players go over and you know talk to like sign autographs and talk to people after the yeah. game more than they did last season or the season before. Players go and celebrate with the Red Army, so all of that like I think is positive and shows that there's been more of a focus on you know bringing the crowd in, making people yeah. feel uh, welcome and important. But it's still like, I think it was just the overall structure and the fact the kickers have been around for so long, they've got new ownership. It just seemed like you've got the kind of long history combined with the new ownership. To me, it felt like, okay, they're going to build on this. It's going to be a really exciting season. And I think for whatever reason, maybe it's just because uh, Madison brought so many fans uh, from Wisconsin, yeah. from North Carolina, from Florida. Somebody flew it from Florida. Uh, like, it's just... It, I think it was a very ironic. You're, you're having some
0: Ford Madison jealousy, is that what you're saying? Um, yes, I, yeah. to be
1: honest. But again, I, I, also- I think a lot
0: of teams are because they're such a unique team. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they've managed to embrace irony as yep. their sort of like identity mm-hmm. in a way that still feels serious. I think is it's walking a very fine line, yep. and the, the marketing people are very skillful at doing it. I also think it's not possible to replicate it because mm-hmm. then you'll just be like. Madison Light. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it is almost worth being jealous of them because they're the one team that managed to pull this off. So When they announced the astonishingly shiny Cup of yeah, that was amazing for the games against, I want to say Milwaukee, mm-hmm. um, then uh, no one else has ever done that no. before, right? And, and probably if, in, if someone else does it again, it will feel like a knockoff of what forward are doing.
1: It will, but that's... To some extent, fan culture. And like, yeah. I, I absolutely, I, I enjoyed meeting everybody I met, uh, that was supporting forward on the weekend. Um. But I guess I also mean that I think I had this idea that like again, long-standing team who kind of know how to operate that gives you a leg up. Yeah. And for a team like Ford to come in, so many of these teams who oh, did be, not exist be non-existent and then be in fourth place and yeah. and you know, be causing problems for teams that it just was sort of a moment of like ah like this is maybe things are not as good as I thought yeah. <laughs> and and it's just it was a it was an eye-opening moment and I think that's why I am more. Kind of like defeated, more uh, like frustrated by this result than I think I've, than I've been by most others, including games when the kickers were absolutely blown out of the water.
0: I think it's good because even though mathematically it isn't, this feels like the end of any possible yeah, that's probably it. Uh, positive end to the season. Yes. Right? The, the only very small positive we could take is that, uh, so two away games, mm-hmm. away to Tucson this weekend, away to Chattanooga Red Wolves the weekend after. The final two games are against, at home, are against Toronto FC2 and Orlando City B. It really feels like at this point those are the winnable games for the mm-hmm. kickers, so we could just build off of beating the other lower teams
1: yeah, is that building like, off though like I is, mean, is, is, is it would that be a few win?
0: more points to end the season
1: I think we had this conversation sort of off air Congrats but, like, straws, but to continue it like i like but that doesn't that's almost like a fake narrative at that point because it's like yeah, if you lose the the next two away and then you win those two at home against the other two worst like or two of the three worst teams in the league. Like, I don't like the idea, of like, oh, but we're building on it for next season. Like, that almost feels like a thing that people would try to do. And it's more of a, like, no, 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 no. Like, there's nothing to be built on. This season has not been good enough, and the soccer has not been fun a lot of the time. So I do feel like things need to change to get it right next season. And I, I just don't want it to be packaged as a, but we did win those last two, so things are moving in the right direction or anything like that. I just, I would much prefer it to be, you know, I want, like, this season has not been good enough, uh, but it will be better next year, and that's what we're going to work towards.
0: Well, fingers crossed for next year. Yeah. Um, The one group that sort of kept the faith Mm -hmm. and kept singing um, all throughout Saturday was the Red Army. They certainly did. So as per usual, let's have the Red Army play us out.